That's yeah. okay. I know better than to interrupt a woman when she's talking. <laughs> I don't have my story. Whenever anybody asks me about to tell my story, I'm always like, okay, well, which version you will be? <laughs> Welcome to the 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast. Join your host, Mark Slight, as he gets the best information, inspiration, help, and advice from the world's best athletes, performance coaches, and health experts so that you can look, move, and feel your best at 40 and beyond. Remember, it's never too late to live the life of your dreams. Now here's your host, Mark Slight. Hey, welcome back. Episode number 43 of the 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast. And boy, are we bouncing around the world at the minute. We have gone from Hawaii with Chris Pierce in episode 39 and 40, all the way back to sunny England and Sheffield for episodes 41 and 42 with Julie Coffey. Now we're going all the way back over to the States and sunny California for episodes 43 and 44 with Dr. Lacey Chittle. Again, one of them instances where I really wish I was recording in person. I could do a little, a little bit of a vitamin D intake. I could do with going over to California and sitting in the sun for a few days. This would have been the perfect opportunity to do that. And who knows, maybe um, maybe this year, maybe I will. Maybe I'll find time to, to go over and connect with all these amazing guests in the States. Maybe we'll do a 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast on tour. That's what we need to be doing. So following on from Julie Coffey, following on with the functional medicine talk and this getting to the root cause of the ailments and the problems, Dr. Lacey Chittle is going to go even further into that than we did with Julie. We're going to talk about some different areas as well. We're going to talk about inflammation and gut health and stress management. And we're going to talk about Lacey's own story as well, because it's very easy for us to to be seen to be sitting here preaching good health and, and good ways of living and everything else. But the truth is, most of the people on the show, most of the guests, they have a story to tell. And it's not quite as simple as, I, I was I was born healthy and I've been healthy the next 40, 50 years. Absolutely not. People like Lacey and, and Jennifer Wilson, who's coming on after Lacey as well, have an amazing backstory of their own health struggles and what has ultimately led them to be healthy now. So don't think that we're just born healthy and that we're lucky. We're absolutely not. We've all got our own backstories and we've all got reasons for turning the corner and becoming healthy and that's why we're all so keen to help you and we know it can be done so please please take advice from these people they're amazing guests and they're they're really here to help you turn their life around as they have themselves and another reason you're going to love this episode is because I know so many of you loved the episodes with Anna Marsh earlier on in the podcast in season one very very popular lady was Anna she's one of the top downloads of the podcast she actually studied functional medicine with Lacey over in California. They're good friends. They're connected on social media. They've got a very, very similar message. Myself and Anna have actually talked about gut health on previous video calls and on social media. Although on the podcast with Anna Come On, we talked a lot about self-love and we went away from the medical side of things. The message that Anna and Lacey share is incredibly similar, very, very similar qualifications and a very, very similar approach. So if you loved Anna, which I know so many of you listening did, you're going to absolutely adore Lacey when she talks about her her way of life, her way of treating clients, and her own struggles as well. So I don't want to talk about Lacey too much more now. Let's get straight into it. Let's introduce Lacey onto the 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast. Grab a glass of water, guys and girls. Grab a drink, sit back, and enjoy this. This is Dr. Lacey Chittle, all the way from sunny California. 
Welcome, Lacey Chittle, Dr. Lacey Chittle, to the 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast. What a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for having me, Mark. That's all right. That's, that's great. Um, all the way from the States, um, sunny California. Yeah, so early morning for you, late night for me. Um, but it's it's strange how we've kind of we've been connected. I've, I've just listened to you on Adam Marsh's podcast, uh, Kombucha and Color. Here you are, a couple of weeks or a couple of days later, recorded on this one. Um, me and Anna released our podcast a couple of weeks apart from each other as well. It's strange how these connections happen when we're sort of halfway across the world from each other. No, I think it's wonderful. You know, I think people come into your lives, you know, for a reason, you know, and I think our paths crossed for a good reason. And so I'm excited to see where this conversation goes and, you know, the lives of the people that will um, be able to hear uh, our conversation and see how it touches them too. Yeah, definitely. Um, what we've just been talking about before we come on air is, is definitely going to help people. So everyone who's listening is going to get a ton of information. And we just said they're actionable steps as well. Um, we're going to talk about a lot of common illnesses and we're going to put some actionable steps in place that people can take away and use to improve their life today, which is what it's all about. So you are a functional medicine practitioner, Dr. Lacey Chittle. So can you just tell the listeners if they're not quite sure what functional medicine actually is for me? Yeah, I'd love to. So functional medicine is um, a root cause approach to ailments. So what does that really look like? Um, so in conventional medicine, we look for, we look at symptoms and we treat the symptoms, but it doesn't necessarily correct the imbalance that was there. Uh, in functional medicine, we're looking to see what are the pieces of your puzzle of your life that have created the situation that you're currently experiencing. Um, and if there are breakdowns in um, uh, digestion, in your body's ability to absorb nutrients, so vitamins, minerals, amino acids, um, and then its ability to produce, um, you know, uh, the, uh, to produce the proteins, the tissues, the um, functions that every single one of your organs are supposed to be able to create. So um, I use a lot of the same uh, tests and measures that a conventional physician would use. Uh, however, I'm interpreting them for optimal tissue and organ function rather than looking for a disease state. Um, so a lot of people may come to me for chronic fatigue or digestive woes um, and uh, for pain. And they've gone to their regular doctor and their doctor has said everything looks just fine, but they don't feel fine. So then I'm looking to see where the breakdown is that's causing that symptom. Um, and then we're correcting that through diet and lifestyle um, interventions. That's great. Do you think it's fair to say then that as a functional medicine practitioner, you're going a lot deeper under the skin, if you pardon the pun, you're looking a little bit more at the, the client's <laughs> history rather than just saying, okay, well, we've got some headaches here. Let's take, <clears throat> excuse me, let's take some tablets to cure the headache. Let's yes. see why you're repeatedly getting headaches. Let's go back in, even if it might be six months, a few years back to try and establish. Oh, where yeah, actually, yeah. So like some people use the imagery of a tree, you know, that um, the conventional physician is looking at the leaves on the tree. But as a functional medicine doctor, you're looking at the roots of the tree. Where did it begin? And then you're looking at the soil and the water and everything else that then created the tree that's above the surface of the ground. Um, so similarly, um, you know, for a human, what that looks like is, do you know anything about the, your mother's health when you were in her belly? You know, anything about when you were born? Um, any 
life um, exposures that you may have had. Maybe you were a pilot and exposed to, you know, the gases of um, airplanes a lot. You know, um, it can be anything from that to, um, you know, a traumatic experience that you had uh, as a child or as an adult, um, the loss of a loved one. In addition to the, the labs, you know, that you order as well to see where you are today and what we're seeing on paper. So for me, my intake is um, a history that's over 20 pages long. There are 280 items of symptoms that my um, patients fill out. So then even before I sit down with you for our 90 minute evaluation, we, I already know quite a bit about you. Um, and uh, so then we can use that information along with the labs to figure out where did the ink drop that created the symptom complex that you are experiencing today. So we're, we're looking here really at, at long-term gratification. So we're looking at curing problems forever um, by going to the root cause. But that's quite a, quite a long process, isn't it? To maybe, to even just go back in time to find out what the root cause is can take a long time before you even start to resolve the issue. But yeah. nowadays, it's a very quick fix society, isn't it? If we can go to our GP and just, just get a pill, that's what a lot of people are looking for. So how yeah. do you find people respond when they come to you and you say, okay, this could take six months, 12 months, it might even take longer, but it will be a, the results will be permanent, if you like. You'll see a, a much healthier life going forward. How do they respond to that? That's a great question. Um, well, I think uh, I'm kind of self-selecting for people who are ready for this, so to speak. <laughs> I mean, every once in a while, I do get, you know, a referral from a physician who's just like, I, you know, this person needs to talk to you, Lacey. <laughs> like, um, and they may not be ready for what I'm proposing. But for that reason, I actually do do um, a free consultation first so that they understand what it is that we're going to be doing and the amount of time and investment on their part. So, you know, as I said before, this isn't like a pill for each one of your ills. Like I'm not going to just give you something and say, okay, keep on eating that very same diet and keep on only sleeping five hours a night and, you know, keep on working out 10 hours a week, you know, or whatever it is. We're going to say, you know, like, okay, like we're going to be addressing each and every aspect of your life. Um, and it's going to be a conscientious decision that you're going to have to make multiple times a day, day in and day out, week on week, in order to stick with this to see the resolution of your symptoms. And if you want that for long-term health and happiness, you know, then, then this is the right thing for you. Um, but you're right. Uh, you really have to be ready for this because it's not a quick fix. No, it's definitely not. Um, do you mind telling the listeners how you got into functional medicine, what, what your history is and, and what brought you to this, this stage of your life now? Yeah, um, so uh, I had my own grapple with um, some uh, illness, um, mysterious illness, when I was uh, just finishing up my doctorate. Um, so I was kind of a, you know, AAA type personality my entire life, taken on too much. Uh, so um, I, you know, did a couple, you know, instead of an undergrad doing one degree, I decided to do two degrees. And I went off to, you know, and I also worked, and um, then I went on to do my doctorate. And while I did my doctorate, I also worked, you know, and uh, in addition to working, I also um, 
working as a personal fitness trainer, um, I also exercised quite a bit. So um, sleep was not that important to me. It was like, you know, for about a decade of my life, I was sleeping on average five hours a night. Um, I worked out most days of the week, like six, seven days a week. Um, I over-exercised, uh, you know, I never took any time off, you know, not for vacation, not for, you know, um, training seasons, I was always training on. Um, and then, you know, I restricted my eating. Um, and so I was putting my body under lots of different stressors. Um, you know, stress isn't just um, physical, isn't just emotional or psychological, it can be physical as well. And exercise is can be perceived just in the same, the very same way as, um, as any other stressor. And so it turns on the same hormones, the same um, effect of suppressing your immune system over time. So just like anyone else who's probably experienced this before is what happens when you've been working really hard towards a deadline, you finish your deadline at work, you go on vacation, and then you promptly get sick, right? You know, it sounds familiar? Yeah, well, the same sure. happened to me, um, just on a different level. So I finished my doctorate, I got married, I sat for my board so that I could get my, you know, state licensure. Um, and then I promptly got ill. <laughs> um, and, you know, I didn't think much of that single illness. Um, it was just a urinary tract infection. Um, but it turned out that, uh, you know, I didn't respond to the first set of antibiotics. It caused a problem um, with uh, a tendinopathy. And um, it really messed up my gastrointestinal tract. And then I had um, uh, and GI or gastrointestinal symptoms for uh, a very long time thereafter, and also chronic fatigue thereafter. Um, for some people, a class, one class of um, antibiotics can cause um, a long-term effect on your mitochondrial function. That's who make your energy for your body. Uh, and uh, that happened to me. And then later on, I developed a vasculitis uh, in my um, eye after uh, a few months after having gotten the shingles. So it was like one illness after another after another. Once I got the, the vasculitis, my whole body just kind of fell apart. Um, every system took turns being inflamed from my heart to my kidneys. Um, I had chronic pain, I had chronic digestive issues, I had nausea and vomiting, I had diarrhea, constipation, yada, yada, yada. Um, so I promptly just kind of fell apart over the course of the next uh, two years. Um, and uh, the problem was is that the physicians that I was seeing, some of the best ones in our country was seen, you know, um, even at the National Institute for Health where they do all this research to try and figure out, you know, cases who can't be figured out, you know. Um, and they pretty much said to me, we don't know what you have, but if it gets worse, come back. And at that point, you know, I was pretty disabled. You know, I had, I couldn't, even walk a block without feeling like I needed to lie down. I would get lightheaded and, um, you know, short of breath and get all sweaty from just walking a block. Um, I had chronic pain. I had digestive issues, et cetera, et cetera. So I was just like, get worse. Like, how could this possibly get worse? Um, eventually, you know, I tried many, many different medications. Um, eventually found some things that were working, but they all caused side effects, you know? So I took something for the chronic nausea, um, and um, I took something for the pain, but then it caused problems with more constipation. Then I wound up getting a gut infection called small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. 
so on and so forth. And so um, eventually I made some improvements um, and without a true diagnosis, I was placed in being either developing lupus or a seronegative undifferentiated connective tissue disease. So it was like, okay, you don't have anything yet, but we suspect that you will in the next five years. And statistically, my rheumatologist was correct in that chances were that I was going to become one of these autoimmune diseases. Um, and uh, he pretty much told me, you know, like I should be happy that I've made any progress and, you know, had made some progress and being able to stand up and walk to, down the block um, and, and that sort of thing. And, um, you know, just start moving on with my life and that maybe I'm not going to have the same career as I thought I was going to have previously. Um, and so I just decided at that moment when he told me that, that I needed to take back control of my life and my health and find an answer for myself. And uh, so that's when I started researching how diets can affect your health, um, your gastrointestinal tract, um, different supplements and things that you can take in order to help with uh, inflammation and, how, and all of this. And I was also relying on my background and knowing how the body functions and what the body needs in order to um, function optimally. And um, then I learned actually from my sister-in-law um, that there was a name for this um, and that there was some place that I could get more education on this and it's called, and it's called functional medicine. Uh, so uh, then I checked them out and I, uh, the, I checked out the Institute for Functional Medicine and um, I decided to do their training. So I spent the next uh, two years uh, doing the training with the Institute for Functional Medicine. And that's where I met our common friend, Anna. Yep. Yeah, I know. So let me take you back. Just, um, I didn't want to interrupt you there, but when you was, when you got really ill, that's okay. I know better than to interrupt a woman when she's talking. <laughs> I have my story. And whenever anybody asks me to tell my story, I'm always like, okay, which version you will be here? <laughs> it's fine. I just, um, things that I picked up on there. When, so when you was ill, when you was really ill, you just qualified, just got your doctorate but you're still, you're a qualified personal trainer. Are you still working as a personal trainer at this point? Yeah, so what I initially did was I took a job um, working full-time as um, in, um, in physical therapy. Um, so I worked for, as a pediatric physical therapist specializing in genetic syndromes and pain disorders, um, as well as in the evenings and on the weekends working as a personal fitness trainer. <laughs> Hey, this is Mark Slight from Health Buddy. I want to know if you've taken the Health Buddy Challenge yet. A short five-day program that covers every aspect of your life so that you can look, move, and feel your best. If you want to try the Health Buddy Challenge, head over now to healthbuddy.fit and take the challenge today. So really, you should be, given what you're doing, you should be like this prime example of optimal health, walking around perfectly well, happy, healthy, everything else. And, and in the background, you've got all this going on. Mm -hmm. what's your feelings with that because I, I know myself as a health coach if I get so much as like a runny nose if I get a cold people say well you shouldn't be ill because you're preaching all this and you're saying this why, why are you ill and I get mm -hmm. that all the time not that I'm ill very much but if I do the slightest thing people jump on it straight away so <laughs> how did people react to you when particularly like your husband or your partner before you got married what are their thoughts when you're, when you're so ill in the background, but you're still trying to promote this, this really healthy life and you're trying to help others be healthy? 
I mean, to be quite honest, um, I think it was one of the hardest things that I ever had to come to grips with, you know, that I had this, um, that my body was essentially, uh, sab you know, like it, it was revolting against me, it felt like at that moment, you know, little did I recognize that it was actually trying to tell me, you know, early on that there was something off. Um, so yeah, I really did feel whether or not people really, you know, quote unquote, like judging me, um, you know, for, you know, kind of looking, you know, looking like the picture of health, but really kind of falling apart in the background, <laughs> you know. Um, I don't know that everyone really knew because I am very much the type of person who puts on a smile and a proud face and, and what have you. Um, so much so, like even my husband, you know, when I would go to these doctor's visits and stuff, he started coming with me because and telling the physicians like, no, like she looks okay, but she's really not. Like she's saying it's only this bad. No, it is really <laughs> much worse than it than she's letting on. Um, and so, yeah, in terms of like other people's perception, um, I think that, uh, you know, I think that in our society, it is kind of, um, perceived, you know, as a badge of honor to take on too much and to be, you know, this picture of health and to eat these foods and to exercise this much and to, you know, have this, that, and other thing. And so I think that, you know, when folks saw that I was do doing all these things, I was working full time, I was working part time as a trainer, I was still exercising this much, um, you know, all these sort of things that, you know, um, I was really afraid of losing that image, I guess, you know, uh, that I would be perceived as something less um, because even despite my greatest efforts to have great health, I was falling apart at the seams. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. It, was I, hard. I, it, was it hard is. Yeah. Emotionally. Yeah, definitely. And and you feel like you need to hide it as a, as a health coach. I get that. And I've once or twice in the past, I've come out and said, if I'm struggling, um, and strangely enough, it gets more interaction. I always, when I first said I was struggling with something, I thought people would kind of unfollow me on social media. People would kind of think I was a fraud. And, and in the end, it actually gets so much traction because people think, wow, I can really connect with you now because you're real. kind of normal. Yeah, you're real. <laughs> and uh, we was talking before this. Um, so as people are listening to this now, if, this, if they listen to this when it goes out, we've recorded this about four weeks ago. <clears throat> excuse me and I'm kind of in the middle of rebranding my business or getting towards the end of it and it's been a really really busy time mm -hmm. and, and I was saying to you before I it's, it's like eight o'clock on a Friday night now as we're talking and I feel like I'm kind of worn out at the end of the week I've definitely been doing too much all the things we're talking about now and we're going to talk about in part two as well they're kind of in my life at the minute I've not been eating as well as I would like I've exercise has been as and when possible, not set to a routine. Sleep has been a bit hit and miss as well. There's a lot of, I wouldn't necessarily say stress, but there's a lot of pressure going on at the minute with various things happening. And it's all taken its toll on my body and it's getting to the end of the week. And instead of being alive and excited for the weekend, I'm kind of can't wait for bed. You know, it's just, you get tired, you get worn out. And as health coaches, and we're talking about this and we're promoting this way of living, 
I think sometimes we're the most guilty, like you said, for trying to fit everything in and try to do too much and think sometimes that it's all right, we can get away with it. And Mm -hmm. I think because of the self-care practices I've got, I eat well, I do generally, I meditate a lot. I I do a lot of yoga now instead of high intensity workouts because I'm trying to calm down a little bit at the minute. But all these self-care practices allow me to cope as well as I have. If I didn't have all them self-care practices, I probably would have, well, I don't know where I'd have been like four or five weeks ago. I probably would have just crashed to a halt four or five weeks ago and given up because I didn't have all these good self-care practices. They've, they've helped me along a little bit and they've got me to where I am now. But even I know that it can only go on for so long. And I'm kind of at the point where it has to slow down. It has to stop. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's going to impact my health long term. As with all the things that you were just saying as well, I could kind of see me getting that stage if I don't put a stop to it now. Yeah, you know, I, it it's very hard. You know, I think you know it, with the with our society, you know, we definitely have this um, outward pressure to succeed, right? And um, so there's the outward pressure and then there's an internal drive too, especially as a business owner, I'm sure you can, um, you can uh, understand that yeah. and the other health coaches listening to this uh, understand that too, you know, being your own business owner, it's like, well, the buck stops with you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know? And if you have a family, you know, you're providing for or anybody, anything else, it's the same thing is, you know, there's this um, need to keep going. Right. But at the end of the day, if you don't care for yourself, if you don't take care of your, the body that you have, then you're not going to have it to continue to do what you're trying to do right now. Right. Um, and so, I mean, I'm guilty of this too. You know, this still happens from time to time, you know, I was pushing myself with my own business and, you know, this last, uh, year as well and got to a point where, you know, I was just tired and feeling uninspired, you know, to, to keep on creating more content, you know, <laughs> you know, for my business or for my social media or anything else. And, um, you know, if there's one thing, if there's one thing that I would recommend to never let slide <laughs> besides, you know, eating healthfully is, is one thing, but the other piece is sleep. You know, your body does all so much of its repair, cellular repair and detoxification and so on and so forth when we're sleeping, um, you know, and so feeling run down, feeling like you're taking on too much, you know, it's, you know, the first thing I suggest doing is prioritizing sleep and cutting back on your to-do list. So like you said, you've been doing more, um, restorative practices for your exercise more recently because you recognize that it would be not so great for your cortisol to be doing high intensity stuff right now enough of that coursing for your body i totally agree with that but then even furthermore if you're not getting seven and a half hours of sleep a night seven days a week then that exercise should be frosting on your cake you know you should only be doing it after you've already been getting adequate sleep um but i think that it's uh, a common problem um but it doesn't mean that it is okay you know like it does lead to other issues long term yeah it does and i find with the sleep as well you can you can get eight hours sleep a night and you can you can finish on the laptop at 10 o'clock at night crawl straight into bed, sleep for eight hours, get up, get straight back on your laptop or whatever you're driving to work, whatever you're doing. It's not quite the same. I've been using my yoga 
um, first thing in the morning, last thing at night as, as a way of waking my body up slowly and a way of slowing down before bed. Cause that, that time before bed to just let your mind relax, switch off all the, all the digital stuff, switch off the blue lights and just let your body wind down before you get into bed is, is vital as well. I think it's also about doing something for your body and your spirit that gives you joy and is self-care, you know, and it, it could be yoga, it could be meditation, but it could be anything that you perceive as building yourself back up. So I refer to this as like a restorative practice, you know, it's like everyone needs to have some daily restorative practice, whatever it is. It could be, you know, taking a bath. It could be, you know, playing with your dog. It, you know, it could be cuddling with your partner. You know, it could be any of these sort of things, but something that you feel personally is lifting you up and making you feel cared for. Um, you know, but I think like you said, when you, if you get eight hours of sleep, but you're working 16 you know, hours a day is that it does leave you feeling empty, you know, and that's why part of it is, you know, the, the you know, it could be partially the cortisol is just running a little too high because of all the stressors that you got going on, um, you know, and over time that that can lead to adrenal dysfunction. Um, but then uh, number two is this piece of, you know, just, um, spending time on these other aspects of yourself that are just as equally as important as these outward reflections of quote unquote success. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. Right. We've, um, we promised lots of actionable steps. Um, yeah. I think we've, we've kind of give a good guideline of <laughs> things to do there, but we're, when we come back in part two, we're going to go through the most common ailments and, and some good actionable steps for the listeners to take. Um, yeah. to, to try and live a healthier life so thank you very very much for that Lacey and we'll speak to you again in a couple of days time excellent we're now in 2019 and it's definitely definitely a social media kind of year it probably has been for the last few years and, and I say this on so many of the episodes to, to go over to the show notes connect with the guest on social media but there, there's some guests that are really really honest and open with sharing their life and with the wondrous thing that is Instagram stories, you get a real insight into how coaches live their life. We can all see the the traditional posts, the tiles, if you like, on social media, and you'll see them from, from myself and you see them from Lacey, helpful advice, helpful blog posts. But with the stories, you really get an insight into our lives as well. And when you connect with Lacey over on Instagram, you'll get that from her stories, three or four posts a day, which take you into her life with, with, her, with her family, with her beautiful little dog, how she eats, how she exercises, how she lives her life. And it shows that what we're talking about now on the podcast is 100% accurate. It shows you that we're not making it up. We're not going out eating KFCs and McDonald's and burgers while telling you to, to eat all this nutritious food. We're not going out getting stressed. We are living the life that we are talking to you about now on the podcast. And when you connect with Lacey on social media, you'll get to see that every single day. And one of the funny things with social media is that you, from my point of view, I connect with lots of coaches and, and I'm always surprised how many people watch my stories and read my posts. And as you'll find out in this podcast as well, Lacey does actually read my posts. So she talks about my challenge of not eating processed food. Um, and I'm always amazed that the other coaches follow myself and I don't know why. Um, <laughs> I'm shocked at that because I follow them, but it just goes to show what a genuine person 
Lacey is, that she is actually following the people that she follows. That, that sounds crazy, but some people just, they follow for the sake of it. But Lacey's actually taking an interest in the people she's connected with, which just goes to show what a genuine person she is. So please head over to the show notes. Please follow her on social media. And I know you're going to want to hear more from Lacey, so come back in a few days' time. Please subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on the next episode because the next episode, episode number 44, is going to be Lacey coming back. We're going to dive even deeper into what we've talked about today. So don't miss that. But in between these episodes, have a great few days, guys. Take away all the information you can from this episode. Look at your life, how you can improve it, how you can get to the root cause of your ailments, to your problems, to your issues. And let's check back in a couple of days' time where we come back with episode number 44 and Dr. Lacey Chittle.